The following podcast is part of the Club Kayfabe Creative Community. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch at CKCC Online for more great content just like this. Welcome to episode 36 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. But for this episode, I'm not the only host. I got Nick Kashmanian from the band Brand of Jewels to be a special guest co-host on this episode with me. We sat down with Derek Messer, the vocalist of the band Messer, as well as Maddox, the band's bass player. Uh, we were at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey. We were actually hanging out on the band's tour bus vehicle, you know, tour bus, we'll call it a tour bus, it was more of an RV, but you know, whatever, it's kind of interchangeable, in any event, it was a it was a great interview, it was a great concert, uh, these guys are a really great new band, so if you haven't heard of them, please check them out, and there's not really much more to say, without further ado, here's Messer. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am here today, as as I was hoping, with a with a special guest co-host, Nick Kashmanian from the band Brand of Jewels. Happy to pre- be here. Previous guest on yeah, the show. That's right. And we're sitting here today with Mannix and Derek from the band Messer. How's it going, guys? Good, man. What's up, Great, buddy? Man. So I first became aware of your band earlier this year when the song Simple Man popped up on Music Choices Rock Channel. Nice. For a while, the only thing I knew about the band were the two facts that they show on screen when the song is playing. The first one was that the band was formed in 2009. Can you tell me how the band came together? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, uh, kind of really started with... Plentyoffish.com. Uh, well, Javier and I met on Grinder. <laughs> no, I think Derek and Javier, this, those guys were kind of already doing some stuff and jamming and uh, had, had met up with Kenny. And uh, Derek had actually seen me at a hair show as a hairdresser. Uh, was okay. doing hair and I would actually had given up on music and he came in to get his hair cut at my salon and we got to talking about music and then uh, they said oh, we need a bass player and I didn't actually play bass at the time or even own bass equipment I actually purchased it on the way to the audition off of Craigslist and I literally showed up it was like the freaking scene in, in uh, Dirt um, where I pull up have all this bass gear hanging out of the back of my car and uh, I have to three flights of stairs to crooked the, stairs you know crooked <laughs> stairs twisted around like this twisted to get zigzag up, up the stairs to where they were rehearsing at but uh, we had gotten together that afternoon and, and it was kind of magical and kind of birthed from there okay alright so the second fact that Music Choice shows states Dimebag Daryl told the band that they could call themselves shit-faced they went in another direction. <laughs> I was confused about this because your band was formed five years after Daryl was killed. Yeah. In doing some further research, I found an article from Rock Revolt magazine that stated that, Derek, you were approached by Dime about being the vocalist for Damage Plan? I was. I was and in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I was just wondering if you could tell me about, you know, your guys' relationship with Dimebag and how this suggestion of shitface came up. Well, the, the shitface story is Javier's. He's in the back back there. But, um... You know, living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I mean, all of us knew. You know, you, you know Dime, and you know Vinny, and yeah. you know Rex. You I grew know, up all in Arlington, you know, and, which is right in the same city where they're from in Pantego. So, I mean, we they were always around, and they're always, always accessible. Around, you know, we're I always mean, at parties, and going over to Vinny's for Super Bowl, or, or hanging out on Sunday for, you know, watching Cowboys games. And 
uh, all of that. As Whatever. Far as like, yeah, I mean, he would just, you know, he'd always show up. Vinny and Dime were always at our, my old band shows. He would always roll in and they'd hang out and, you know, yeah. buy the bar drinks and everything right. like that. Javi, uh, is the Javi was hanging there. out with Dimebag, though, one night. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to start this new band, you know, someday. And it was like talking like a future talk, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, like, what, should I name it? What should I name it? I'm, you know, and uh, there were two choices. One of them was was shift face, like shifting. Yeah. Shift face. Shift face. And, you know, shit face and Dime's like, yo, you got to name it shit face. Shit face. So <laughs> when they got together, they actually. Javier's uh, like, we're gonna start a band called Shit Face. I'm like, ah, let's do this. Uh, Why not, man? Let's do it. And so like our first show was actually like a House of Blues in Dallas, like a battle of the bands. Okay. And uh, they're like. Shit face on the marquee. <laughs> yeah. They did. I mean, they, they did it. I was our first show was a yeah. corporate gig, and um, I remember the in the big room at House of Blues that night. It was Foreigner was playing. Okay. And it was uh, that's you know Jeff Pilson on bass yeah, now yeah. docking. Yeah. So uh, the funny part was when him and the singer came up to me and said, "Hey man, you and shit face." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I'm a shit face." <laughs> was that was, uh, was Jason Bonham with them too? Didn't he play um, Foreigner? He. Did um, you know? I think he was playing okay. drums for him at that time. Okay. I think he was yeah, actually. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think he was actually. Yeah. All right. So, it appears that despite being a band for ten years now, you guys just released your debut album in 2018, and released some singles that would appear on that album as far back as 2013. Can you tell me a bit about how you got from point A to point B? Did it take some time to find your voice as a band or figure out who you were or anything like that? Yeah, uh, a lot of that yeah. was, um, you know, originally kind of getting together with our producer and uh, co-writer, Chad Gendison, who uh, um, did the album with us and is also my partner with the Mad Dance Records. And, you know, we kind of hatched this plan or this, you know, this idea, this concept to take what was special about this band, which was really our chemistry and our energy and our personalities, and, uh, you know, write an album and build a new sound around all of that. Okay. And, you know, in a time, in a day and age where the record industry, the record label industry doesn't exist like it used to. Right. Um, right now, we're essentially like in the, the Wild West, you know, uh, if you were to, to put the music business on a timeline and like um, compare it to like, say, from Elvis to Nirvana, right? Yeah. That was the music business. Well, we're still in the early Elvis stages of the new... Okay. Music business. So it was kind of like we could do whatever we wanted to do. And so we took the opportunity to take our time and, you know, craft these songs, uh, record them the way that we wanted to record them, um, which took, you know, time not only to afford to do it, but, uh, you know, we did a lot of stuff in Los Angeles. We did a lot of stuff in our studio back in Dallas. We flew our producer from Los Angeles out to our studio. We put the whole live show together. We branded the band, I and mean, we did this whole thing so that when we came out of the womb, we came out fully grown. Right, right. Essentially the same thing you see right now. Um, the only thing that's gotten different is we just gotten a little bit more well-oiled at doing it every single night. But for the most part, we came out of the womb fully grown. Okay. That took time. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I yeah. mean, if you're gonna do anything right, it takes time to yeah, do. You, you, they, yeah, you you have your whole life to do your first album. You have six months to do your second one. That's fair. So, <laughs> so we're running out of time. We yeah. Got the next album done. We gotta get on this. <laughs> no, the pressure is real now, though. Yeah. Like the pressure is real because now it's on. You know right, right. I mean? Before there was no pressure because we were on our own timeline, but now. You now know, that you have the attention, you know, you want to strike while the iron's hot. Right, you know, right. And keep our 
flow going, you know. So. Well, you worked so hard to get into the music business, and now essentially we're into the quote, I'm using air quotes, a music business, and and uh, there's a cycle to those things. And, right, uh, right. And a certain um, system that is kind of starting to develop now as we figure out what the fuck it is we're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're making this shit up on a daily basis. Oh, yes, <laughs> you and me both, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you you mentioned Mad Pants Records, yeah. and can you tell me a bit about that? Because I tried to, I, I saw that that was yeah. you know on, on Amazon that was listed as yeah. the album was released through, and I tried to find some information to yeah. see like who else on this label or whatever. No. And the only thing that came up was you guys. It's, yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, uh, we signed ourselves, you know, uh, to a big fat record deal. So. <laughs> Not the same thing you get from them. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. So uh, yeah, you needed a you, you know when you release music, you need a record label name, and uh, well, the the reality of it is is that all of this that we're doing is designed to be uh, to establish an infrastructure to upstream other projects through this okay the success in the heels of, of Messer I mean um, assuming knock on some wood that we have some some success or you know something something that's deemed valuable we'll be able to hopefully be able to uh, bring other bands and other acts up through those ranks and the systems that we've put in place and we've built a team essentially you know what i mean we've got a damn good team yeah we want to use that team for other for other people too because you know how else do you uh how else do you find new music you know what i mean no yeah. one's no one's really yeah, doing anything to develop it the idea was to be able to further the whole entire team's career okay that's oh fair and so, where did the where did the name Mad Pants? Where did that come from? Uh, well, Maddox, and then our producer, his name is Pants Magic. That's his that's his nickname. Uh, so we just combined Maddox and and Pants Magic, and came up with Mad Pants. Runner timeline, no yeah, time crunch. <laughs> we're like, we need a name for this record label right now. We had a bunch of different ideas, but you know, uh, really, you didn't you uh, didn't want to call it shitface? No, we did not want to call it shitface. We just wanted to. You know, it's really just a vanity thing. It really means nothing whatsoever at all. But what it does let you know is that we're doing this shit on our own. You yeah. know what I mean? It, there really is no nobody telling us what to do. You know what? <laughs> me, me too, man. Like this, yeah. this podcast was was born out of I wanted to get it. I went to college to work in radio. Didn't get there. Had some free time. Figured, fuck it. I'll do this on my own. Like, you know, I might not. I might not get like, like, like superstar huge names on the show off the bat because no one knows who the fuck I am sure. but I can at least build up Dude, absolutely some yeah. people look back and say man you guys had Nick on your show what I've realized <laughs> about this game a lot of it is just uh, being um, you know relentless and not giving up and you'll be surprised at how many other people give up you it's know? easy to give up yeah, and, yeah. and so the more people that give up the further up the ladder you're moving so it's a lot it's just, hold, it's, it's just holding out it's like that it's like that contest where you have to keep your hand on the car. Yeah. Don't yeah. take your hand off yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah. Just don't take your fucking hand off the car, man. You know what I mean? That's that's <laughs> fair. So I listened to the album last night and I noticed that at the end you guys have an acoustic version of Simple Man. And it was a much different version of the song with a much slower tempo. And I was just wondering it was I really yeah. enjoyed it. I enjoy both versions Me of the song. Me too. Me too. And I was just wondering if you had considered Doing any acoustic versions of any of the other songs? We actually yeah. have. We, yeah, um, we do them. Uh, we haven't recorded. Yeah, we haven't recorded okay. them because we've been on the road. But we actually have uh, plans to do um, 
you know, some actual, I don't know if we'll pr fully produce up, well, we might, you know what I mean, but we're definitely going to redo a live, really good live recording of some of the acoustic versions, because that was a fun thing for us in releasing this album, going to all these radio stations, yeah, and playing for, for stations to get them to convince them to play our music, you know, we didn't want to just go in and, and bang on some acoustics, some heavy guitar parts, so yeah. the idea was, yeah, yeah, the idea was that, you know, these were damn good songs. We felt and believed in our heart that they're good songs, so let's just apply our skills and let's just reimagine them right, right. on acoustics. And, um, you know, Simple Man was kind of the first one that we had done in the studio because we we knew, we thought we were going to start with Simple Man. We didn't know it was going to be our third scene. We didn't really know. But we thought, well, you know, let's just exercise our abilities to see what we can do with this shit. And, and, and Simple Man ended up being a great wanted to do it with because the original version the song you know the heavy part that was yeah. the first song we recorded with chad you'd mentioned it kind of was released earlier and on and then we kind of re went back and remixed it yeah. and re-released it and that was because that was kind of the song that we f we first did with him and we all said oh we can bet our lives on this we felt we believed in that one song so much that yeah. it it inspired us to put everything on the line and the acoustic version was after the album was done and we're sitting back in the studio we're going man you know, we are not even the same people sitting here right now than we were five years ago. We started right. to say, we're not even, it changed us. The process changed you, you know, going um, <clears throat> under the fire and being hardened and broken down and built back up and all of that changed us. And the acoustic version of Simple Man was kind of from a more humbled, you know, I am just a simple man yeah. kind of approach. And it ended up being a really nice bookend to the story from where we started to how far we came just through that process right right um, so it took on a life of its own I don't think we intended it to become as epic as it did on the no, recording it just kind of happened that way it just kind of happened know? I mean just a but, great producer too you know, you know yeah, he had Chad, a great vision for it and um, he pulled it out of us you know what I mean and, uh, yeah I mean we use freaking cool. xylophones in the studio yeah, yeah. And, yeah I still listen to it <laughs> and freak out you know yeah. Yeah. I'm like dang it's yeah. good and speak, you had mentioned the VIP acoustic yeah. thing speaking from first hand if these guys are in your city and they do that go because it's awesome yeah it's no, like a it. it's an acoustic thing like nothing you're ever going to see yeah it's awesome thanks man and you're that welcome. we did we wanted to, to to showcase oh going back to Simple Man though like we're about to release uh a, an album of remixes we had this contest that we uh, did on Splice Splice is this website where people who make uh, electronic music or just music in general can go and get samples from and okay. ideas and Travis Barker's real involved in it he's got a bunch of stuff to do on there and uh, EDM community EDM basically. community gotcha. electronic music community but we gave them all the stems or the individual sound files of our song Simple Man and said have fun with it. Remix okay. it. For remix us. it. So ended up being one of the most successful um, remix projects Spice had done in, in, in their history. There was over 10,000 downloads of the stems and we had over 150 submissions. So many so that we couldn't even pick just the three winners that we were trying to pick. We ended up picking 23 to release on, a, on an album and their remixes from like electronic styles, from like trap style, there's Afrobeat style. There's people Western from country, Western, Western oh, that's awesome. songs. Amazing. People from South Korea, um, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan, Morocco. Our winner was from Morocco. Was from Morocco yeah, yeah. All over wow. the world. So we're really looking forward to releasing this. And kind of what that really showcased for us was like, again, the song and the messages doesn't matter the genre, the music. 
uh, a good song is a good song. Right, it will, right. It will cross genres. And uh, that's yeah, we were really praying good. for ten submissions and hoping for five. <laughs> yeah. We got 150. <laughs> oh so. God, it took us forever just to and go through and unbelievable. Them. Each song could stand on its own. It's like unbelievable quality how much you know these guys put into it so that's awesome I, yeah I, I wasn't even fam- I was not even familiar with that that uh, that platform so yeah, yeah splice.com man it's go look it up crazy. you can go even on splice and um, and just put in splice and messer and uh, it'll pull up the winners and and you know you can still download the stuff people can still have fun that's going to live on there forever but the the compilation is going to come out um, hopefully in the next couple of months we've already got the album artwork for it okay uh, it's amazing Really excited about it, and uh, be something fun and interesting to hold you over till we get some new shit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what album it was, but I know that Lamb of God had released a like producer's version of one of their albums and on one disc. It was just the CD, yeah. and then the next the next disc was all the stuff. They said remix it however you want, and yeah, so I, I bought I, I bought that one just because I always buy the most fucking deluxe version, whatever. Sure, sure. I've never done anything with it, but I have that yeah, floating that sounds around. Yeah, that's kind of really cool. We, yeah. we actually thought uh, we never have done these, and we should do them maybe this winter time. But um, when we were messing around in the studio with the ballads, with Lay Down yeah. Your Heart one more time, yeah. Um, well, especially with Lay Down Your Heart we arranged a 60-piece orchestral ensemble and we made a orchestral mix that was just the the orchestra okay. and, and the vocals. The, the vocals, orchestra, but, and acoustic guitar. But we guitar. never, oh, we never put awesome. it out or released it. It was like for ourselves. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we were like just so amazed at how great the symphony came out. They're like, we made these like daily mixes in yeah. the studio. Yeah, I think Metallica did that with Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. I think I have a version where it's just the, the right. and orchestra I know and the, like the one Lindsay guitar. Sterling does that too with some of her stuff where she'll, she'll, she'll take out the dubstep and just give you the yeah. orchestral. Yeah. And so, so like, you know, a lot of our songs, in fact, uh, Fight of My Life is another song we're going to do another Spice campaign with eventually uh, here soon. There's a lot of dance mixes that sit kind of underneath there, but uh, I thought it would always be fun to do a piano version uh, like one more time I, I wish I played the beautiful. piano well enough to pull that off <laughs> it would be beautiful uh, for but sure. that would be beautiful absolutely yeah, definitely that's awesome so the album was released last year it was released on April 20th yep. and I was, was just wondering yeah, I was wondering if the date was chosen for a specific perhaps marijuana related reason it's Kenny's reason. birthday well, it was a Friday so okay, music Friday. comes out on Fridays <laughs> Friday. now yeah. so you know coincidentally it when was when did that change like five years ago no it wasn't even five it was only a couple, it was a couple years, years ago, ago. No, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was about that long ago and, and, the, and the reason yeah. I remember that is because I had been hanging out over at Sirius XM with Jose Mangan before he moved to California, yeah. and I had to do all his shows right here. And, right, and, and, and he, Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah. he actually he actually yeah. was like, "Hey Jay, Great you want you want to go on the air with me?" I was like, "Do I want to what?" Yeah, yes. Uh, and so I did like five minutes on the air with him. He was helping me promote that explains this. Yes, and, and uh, he and I had mentioned to him that like at that point it was about to change. So yeah, it was yeah. probably about that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, about so right. it was a Friday. Um, and then, yeah, it, you know, obviously, uh, I like the smoke. I mean, everyone speed. remembers that date. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Popular, popular, yep. popular date. Yeah. So. It sure. worked out. It, it kind of was, again, it's one of those serendipitous things that just happened to happen yeah. that day. Just everything lined up, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. Good. That way I wasn't sure, like, you know, because I. You plan, like, we plan. And yeah. we never, like, you know, like, when you get close to releasing a record, like, when you're that close to, like, releasing a record, there's a certain strategy as to when you, you do it you don't want to drop it when disturbed or god forbid yeah, i feel yeah. sorry for anybody releasing music uh next with month tool. with tool yeah yeah you know I, if i was releasing i would wait 
yeah. three months from now to even think about it because Tool's going to dominate. Right, you know, right. The same right. way that, move up. that Godsmack did or the same way that, you know, uh, I Prevail just dropped their whole entire album and then you had five songs on the radio at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I Prevail, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you, you know, it's a numbers game. Yeah. You know, it's all statistics and it's numbers and... So, you know, you're you're hoping for dates and you're kind of planning and then it's like, all right, go. And it's like and then you go, then you you know, then it's there's no turning back. Yep. But it's it's like the the playing the double dutch, you know what I mean? You're just like, <laughs> when am I gonna get on the charts now? It's like, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, good luck next month with Tool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got we got Nick here who, you know, his his band is has played with you guys yes. a, a bit. Yeah, and yeah. I was just wondering, in ten years of being a band, I would imagine you guys have played with a lot of different bands, and I was just wondering what has been your favorite band to share the stage with? Besides oh, us. Yeah, besides, besides Brand of Jewels, man. It's <laughs> definitely somewhere on the, that list. No, 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 we love these guys, man. Um, love these They're guys. somewhere. <laughs> no, no, we love Brand of Jewels. Uh, Thank you. Man, um, we, you know what? We have just been so fortunate that uh, all the bands that we have hooked up with have been just really cool people, and all the tours that we've done, we work really hard to cultivate a real family environment and you know day one i i'm just like i'm an icebreaker you know what i mean i don't wait for that third day of tour to all right that's finally you know a lot of you get on tours some people like to piss them off immediately (laughs) three days uh i mean to continue with that we were sitting drinking in our trailer in portland and you guys came over hey how you guys doing we had cookies for you guys cookies uh, from a mutual family yeah Yeah, uh, that was cool yeah so it's like when you know and then, of course, getting to see you guys again out here on, on tour, it's like a, it's it's a very, you know, it's like a family reunion, and it's very uh, welcoming when you're on the road and you're away from friends and family for so long. It's good to see other bands that yeah. you've made those bonds. Like, we got to see guys of Royal Bless again. Yeah, we're going to run into the Rivals tomorrow. We're going to, yeah, tomorrow nice. our friends, the Rivals, yeah. are, are playing in Boston, so we're going to go meet up. Them, do a little lunch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I need to see Royal Bliss again. One of our fun bands, uh, Pop Evil, man. Oh, we yeah. to Pop Evil now twice. And okay. Those guys still keep up with us like on the daily, yeah. you know, and check in on us and stuff. That's super fun. Scott and them this have been tour, great. You know? It's turning it's out to be like, tour. I mean, we are, like, I had a it's real, tour. like, one of those pinch me moments and like, we're building lifelong relationships and bonds with Scott stabbed from Creed, you know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. And that's like mind-blowing yeah. to me. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? They were so big. They were yeah. he's still so, so big. Yeah. It's, when he, he, you have to admit that Aura, is, he still has that energy. And it's oh, like, absolutely. When you see him, it's like seeing Slash. You don't Slash. lose that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like seeing Slash. We, we got to play with Slash and Miles Candy. We got to open up for them at a casino. Sold-out casino show. But just like that guy, when he walks out on stage, it's like, oh, Zach Wild. We Zach toured Wild. with Black Label yeah. Society. It was great. Like, that Nine guy still point. is like, you know, a starstruck. So you know, every night. I mean, I, I, we watched him do fifteen shows on tour. So every yep. night, I was still just a starstruck when he came out. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's cool. We've had some real cool experiences, but I'm looking forward to more. So bring it. All right, all right. <laughs> so you've touched on it a little bit in some of your other answers, but uh, you know, the one question that I ask anybody that's ever been on this show is, how do you feel about the current state of where the music industry is, where due to Spotify and illegal downloading and whatnot, fans sort of have this idea now like, well, bands make all their money at shows anyway, so what do we have to buy the music for? Uh, well, I, I have a real kind of more positive outlook on it nowadays more than most because, uh, you know, streaming is 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 becoming so commonplace and it's just a matter of time before the younger, I mean, younger generations only know streaming. They don't right. even know what you're talking about, Napster and stuff like 
they don't even know that there was a period where people were doing this shit illegally. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? They just they always had free music. They've always yeah. just had free music, you know. So um, streaming is only going up now. Right. I will say there is a technological uh, gap between the age demographic of the core rock music fan mm-hmm. and technology. They're slower. If you were to look at the chart. You got hip hop and you got pop music and and country and rock rocks kind of last at the streaming conversion. Yeah. But it's not going to go. The numbers aren't going down. The numbers are only going up. And as long as people be educated, yeah, you know? they're getting educated. And as long as people, um, you know, we're working really hard with legislation is getting passed every year. I mean, people are working hard to make sure that musicians are getting paid. I mean, um, we just recently got. Uh, it's a lot of Spotify people anywhere on Spotify. They got there was a big settlement that came to just this last week, and we got a bunch of back payment for okay. some some streams that where they changed the pay scale. And yeah. So they are making a difference, but the great thing is is that it, it essentially goes on forever. Mm-hmm. You know, where when they buy the CD, that sale is eventually done and over with. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Now the guy reselling that CD five times over at the CD place, they're making money yep. all day long. But you're not. But I'm not. But every time somebody listens to Simple Man or any other Messer song, we're going to get paid. So um, the infrastructure is starting to get put in place. We're starting to work out the system of like how do we aggregate all of these uh, DSPs. Is that's what they, it's the technical term for them because they're everywhere. You're getting streams from YouTube. You're getting streams yeah. from Facebook, from Instagram. Everything. everything yeah, I, say, I listened to the record last night through Amazon. Through yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. D- I see. We get, Prime, we're getting yeah. payments from Deezer, from Napster. I mean, people yeah. are listening to them all over yeah. the place. So um, the, the, the trick is as a, as a musician, as the artist, or as whoever owns your music, hopefully the artist does, is to be able to keep up where all these little, I call them like little I imagine balloon strings, you know what I mean? It's like all these strings, all these balloons, and, and you're just trying to figure out where they all are yeah. and, and funnel them into your bank account because uh, the money is out there. It just right. does take, like anything, it takes a lot of upfront investment of time and money to get to where you're going to actually be making a living at it. Now, I mean, I don't think... Do I, do I want to, you know, I mean, we're going to be hip-hop rich? Probably not, you know what I mean? But if I can be, like, Honda or maybe Kia rich, <laughs> I'll be happy with it. Okay, that's fair. So tying into this, how do you guys feel about the death of the summer touring festivals, such as OzFest, Mayhem, and Warp Tour, which you participated in last year? Uh, yeah, uh, that it does suck, but that it's just making, I mean, it's just, it's time to figure out again they were having troubles with you know economics just like anybody else right, it's expensive right. and if you've never gone or been part of like a big touring fest like that being part of warp tour and seeing how that big machine picks up and sets up overnight city yeah, yeah. Have to me back to i mean it's mind-blowing the amount of moving parts that kevin has to keep up with yeah and, um you know there i i think like i said i think I don't think that the festival, the concert, like that, I don't think they're going to go away. I think you're just going to see them get more... I think there's more going to pop up, you know? New yeah. ones are trying to build. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I did notice that they've sort of been replacing the, the touring festival with the destination festival. The destination, yeah, yeah. that's what I was trying to get at, is you're going to start seeing more of the destination festival, the, the cruise festivals, uh, uh, you know, four days in this town, island, yeah. kind of yeah. like, you know, I mean, 
Um, and I think that that's great for you know economics of cities and things of that yeah. nature. Do I necessarily think it's the best way um, to see a band? No, I think theaters. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. I want to see a band, I think theaters. Um, uh, you know, I like to see bands. I, you know, I think that's two to three thousand capacity rooms. I think that's like the perfect way to experience uh, live music. Um, festivals is just just like a drive by. Everybody's so hammered anyway. Yeah, like, so hot. I mean, so, I mean, so it's just yeah. so it's tough. You know, it's tough. Yeah. See, I uh, the, the, I made the mistake the very first year that I went to Ozfest. I had a friend who was like, "Oh, you know, let's let's smoke." I yeah. was like, "All right," and I don't do that all that much. And so then, like, slept I was kind of <laughs> out of it. Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't sleep through, but I was kind of. I was like, man, I'm not going to do that again yeah. because I, I'm here to. I'm here to enjoy yeah. the music, yeah. and if I can't even fucking pay attention to yeah. it, yeah. unless you're into the festival, you know, thing, which you know, going to festivals is fun. That's a whole experience in and of itself. I mean, um, I don't think that that's going to go away. I think you're just going to see, like you said, the concepts yeah. uh, evolve. You know, um, but hopefully, you know. They keep ticket prices uh, reasonable and, um, you know, make it affordable for people. That's the main thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I mean, some of those festivals three, four hundred dollars tickets for a couple yep. of days. Yeah, you know yep. I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to justify. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I mean, I used to do the, the lawn thing. I go to, the, like, the PNC yeah. and do the lawn, lawn or whatever. Like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then the problem now is that... Is that I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm older. I've got a bad back from a car accident, and I have I have two kids. I've got yeah. an 11 year old and an eight year old, sure. and they want to go. Yeah. I'm not going to put them in the lawn. No, you know, like I all those, those wackos. I, I made yeah. the mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made the mistake of taking my older son when he was about six. We went to go see Shine Down in in Asbury Park at the Stone Pony. They oh, do they do the summer stage, the summer stage in the like back time, parking yeah. lot, and he started to get tired. He kept wanting to sit on the ground and go to sleep. I was like, no, there's beer all over the ground. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. It's piss. Yeah. So <laughs> so now when I say so, you know, they they, they want to go to shows. We're going to be going to see at the end of the month. We're going to go see the Slipknot tour. We got seats. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. Start them young, man. There oh you yeah. Go. yeah, We've been seeing a lot of young lots, man. Every show, yeah. every show, there's been. Parents bringing their young kids in, so yeah. it's, there were so many kids at nice. Starland. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Walking yeah. all around there. Yeah. The, I had the, the kids here. The I had the kids yeah. here the uh, last month when Bobaflex came through okay. because yeah. they had they had announced that they were. And what do you think about them breaking up? We I was going to say now, they're yeah. piece now. They've been they, yeah. well. They're going to be a new band. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to change the name. Yeah. Change yeah. name. We did hang out with them at Edgefest too. But yeah, no, they've been they've been friends of mine for a long. I know you, Nick. You guys did shows with them too. They've been friends of mine a long time. So when they had announced, like I was coming here anyway. To go to that show, and then when they announced like two days before the show, like, hey, this, uh, you know, Sean's leaving at the end of this week, yeah. and then when our tour dates are done, we're gonna be a new band now. I was like, fuck, well, all right, I gotta yeah. make sure to bring the kids because my older son had I'd taken him to see them, uh, maybe 2013, yeah, uh, at, a, at another venue here in Jersey that's not even open anymore. Um, so he was a little young. He probably doesn't remember it, huh? And, no, he remembers it, but he he was you know that was another one of those ones where he he was starting to starting to fall asleep. And actually, Sean had said to me, he's like, "You want to you know he's knocked out. You you want to you want to have him go uh, sleep on our bus?" I was like, "I don't think that's the best idea." <laughs> Only because. <laughs> I've he, heard about you guys. No, 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 no. My, my, my older son, I love him to death, but he gets himself into trouble, and I didn't want to leave him sort of unattended on, on a tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> I did <didn't> it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm, uh, I love. Say that about Boa Flicks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, lo- I love those guys. guys though. No, dude, I do. We we were just talking to them the other day when we did that show, and uh, yeah, so they um, went to Four Piece that night. They did. They played yeah. Four Piece. Right. Yeah, because Sean, like I said, a couple yeah. days after they played yeah. here, Sean went home. Uh, yeah. They're gonna be coming back to. They're done in Jersey, but they 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 told me when they were here. They're going to be playing a show in New York in September. It's going to be one of their last shows as Boba yeah. Flex. Yeah. So I'm going to go do that. I'm hoping I was talking to Jimmy, uh, their bass player. Yeah. He said yeah. that he said that they will probably have announced more details about the new band yeah, right. the by then. Already in the works. So yeah. like I'm hoping I'm hoping to uh, sit down with them. I have had I've had Marty on the show before. But I'm hoping yeah. to sit down with them and talk to the new band sometime next yeah. month. Nice. Yeah, we yeah. wish the best for those guys. Yeah, yeah. Just for Jimmy, one of the best uh, heads of hair in the game. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and you know what? Like, what a great bass player. Look, I wish I had that tall, lanky bass player. He's like know. 90 pounds and six yeah. foot something. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. I'm a guitar It's like you walked right out of Hollywood. <laughs> 88, you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, I got a drummer's body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> carry around the bass drum in front of me the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. So tonight is a headlining show for you guys, but you mentioned you're, you're also on tour supporting Scott Stapp of Creed fame. How has that tour been going? I mean, you kind of already touched yeah, on it. Yeah, uh, we'll touch about it some more because it's amazing. Uh, the shows are going great. I mean, they're freaking packed every single night. Um, Scott's people and Scott and their band, um, just super nice. Uh, the show is amazing. Uh, if you have any doubts uh, about Scott Stapp, uh, rest assured... Uh, he's back, and he's he's you know he's, he's stronger than ever. So. Well, that's that's so good to hear. Great. I mean, personally, I've never I was never a Creed guy. I'm more of an Alter Bridge guy. Sure, but it's always sure. it's always good to hear about sure. you know yeah, when I, when when you have the sort of struggles that he had very publicly that he's that he's doing yeah, better dude, now. Yeah. It takes a lot to walk back out in the public eye after something like that. I you mean, know, I mean, to I mean, do it, he's I mean, got so much to prove. You know what I mean, and everything to lose. I mean, he's out there, you know, trying to figure it out almost the same way that we're trying to figure it out. It's a different. The music business is different, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. And it's different even from his last Stap album to this album. It's right. Different. It's yeah. different from. What time is it? It's different from forty minutes ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's changing that fast. So, yeah. you know, they're, uh, you know, they're trying to figure it out as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's cool to see it really happening for him and see like the fans, uh, really connecting to his new material, which is really good. Yeah. yeah. Like I think Nick mentioned before, like you know, the Creed in their heyday, they were huge. So it's good to yeah, see that, the, that everybody is still yeah. sort of sticking sticking with yeah. him. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he lost some fans, but man, yeah. he's, he's gaining new ones daily. Yeah. You know, uh, and you know, I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, you know, I think that there could be a future Creed reunion if things keep progressing the way they are. Yeah. Um, I think it would be great to hear some new Creed material. Um, I'm a big Mark Tremonti fan. Yeah, I love yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing yeah. against Giannis Papadopoulos. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal but guitarist. But he's not Mark Tremonti. He's not Mark Tremonti. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I think that, fingers crossed, that, you know, that, that might be a future thing. I got to see, uh, earlier this year, I got to see Tremonti's uh, solo band. They were on Which tour with Seven Dust. Also. Yeah. Yeah. He gets good players, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That show, I, I, I actually couldn't go in Jersey because it was sold out. I had to go up to Poughkeepsie, Jeez. New York. Wow, yeah. dang. And I'm not not much a fan of Poughkeepsie, New York. But. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. We, gentlemen, i got to pop inside. All right, All right man. Do it up. Doing this. Nick, thanks Bring for joining us. And actually, guys, I just have one question All right, left. let's do it. Which is, 
what's this tour this you know this tour that you're doing with, with Scott Stapp and these these solo shows that you're sort of filling in what's next I mean uh, you were talking about that the, the remix CD yeah we actually come right off of this uh, till we have a, about to wrap the first leg of this thing here I think what next yeah, week yeah we got about five or six shows left I think on this first leg and then we go home for a few days but uh, we, when we wrap the Scott Stapp tour we go right into a tour with this band called Smashing to Pieces okay and we're doing all of October um I think we're we're going to be missing the New York show at the Diddy Factory show because we're going to still be out with Scott, but I think we're going to be catching up in Pittsburgh on October 7th um, with them. But that show, that tour is going to run. It hasn't really fully announced yet, um, but it's going to go through uh, like October 30th. And uh, we're doing a bunch of, some Texas all over dates, the, yeah, everywhere. Los Angeles. I mean, it's literally all over the United States again. I think it's uh, 20... Five Quite shows. a few shows, yeah. yeah. There's probably 25 shows. And if you don't know Smashing to Pieces, they are like huge. They're from uh, Sweden. Uh, Sweden, somewhere in Sweden. Huge band, like on the level of like a cross between like a Skillet, a Nickelback. Okay. Uh, but mean, more modern more sounding, modern, you know, dancey stuff in there. Then they got some heavy stuff too. It's pretty okay. crazy. But, uh, yeah, they're like a worldwide global, you know, brand. And uh, we're excited to be doing the United States with them. Okay. Supporting I feel like too. I've heard the name. I don't know if I'm super familiar with them, but I've at least heard the name. I'm I don't sure you know. have. They came through here, I think, on a tour with Amaranth. Yeah, you know Amaranth? Yes, Amaranth. yes. Okay, listen, he filled in for their, one of the singer. When the singer left, Okay. Um, he filled in and did a tour with them here in the United States. Okay. And that's who it was. Yeah. His band, Smashing to Pieces, was on that bill, their opening band. Of opening up, And then yeah. he was also a guest vocalist with okay. those guys for a while. So. Yeah, yeah so I never, I've, I've yet to see them, but I love them that out. band. Amaranth is we're, we're excited about that tour, so it should be good. All right. And are you guys gonna be coming back through this way, or? Uh, I think there are. I'll tell you while we're while I'll vamp for a minute while we're doing this. But uh, we're definitely gonna be taking uh, some time off. We are we are working on some new material uh, currently to uh, have some new singles out. I, you know, I don't know like the album we talked about. That it's pretty much done with. I don't think anybody's going to be doing you know full length album. Full -length it's just no albums. point because you know. <laughs> they're only going to release a handful of songs anyway so right, what's right. the point yeah because like we, we missed so many so it's like uh, I got a you know what there was a, a Knitting Factory New York show that's the one that we're missing but if you could make that one to see Smashing to Pieces I, I would but uh, Pittsburgh Toledo Cleveland Mansfield Ohio Louisville Kentucky Illinois Chicago Minneapolis Lincoln Nebraska yeah then it starts headed Oklahoma nice. Dallas and then west so yeah we, nothing in Jersey man okay too bad, so sad. Yeah, drive to bands. drive to Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's only six hours from here. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. All right, man. Well, or guys, rather, because there's two of you. I, I really appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Man, yeah. thank you. Thanks thank for you for your time, too. brother. All right, thanks, guys.
and from their self-titled album that was Messer with Everything Beautiful. I want to thank Derek and Maddox for being on the show. Uh, you can follow them on social media, the band Messer, all of their social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They can all be found at Messer Band. I also want to thank Nick from Brand of Jewels for being on the show, guest uh, co-hosting with me. And uh, I hope to do more shows like that in the future. Uh, the idea behind the guest co-host is, uh, you know, Nick had, with Brand of Jewels has toured with Messer, played shows with Messer. He knows those guys better than I do. And that's the idea with a guest co-host, is if if I can get somebody that knows the band better than I do, then, then I'd like to have them along to add some more insight and more information. Because that's what this is all about, is getting to know the bands. And if somebody can help me get the information out better, then I'd love to have them along. Um... Don't forget, you can also follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. Just look for J Bunny's Music Hub. Um, and don't forget, guys, if you believe in supporting music like I do by buying it, then you can also follow Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter at Industry Embers. And post or tweet any of your new music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B U Y. Or it's by music, B-Y-E. Now, as far as what's coming up next for the show, I don't have anything else solid planned for the month of August. Um, if I can get some uh, get some things going, then we'll do that. Um, I don't usually reveal interview uh, gu uh, guests before I have things confirmed, but since I did mention it in... Uh, in the interview with Messer, I'm hoping to sit down with the guys from Bobaflex sometime in September when they come through again and get more information for their new band that they're starting once Bobaflex goes away. Hopefully that works out. Um, and, uh, you know, if it does, then you guys get that. If not, uh, I don't doubt that there'll be an opportunity to speak with those guys in the future because I've known them for such a long time. It's not an impossibility. I've also got the New York Renaissance Fair coming up in just about two weeks, and maybe I can get some interviews there again, like I've done the last couple of years. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I think that's all I've got for you guys today. I'm going to leave you with another song from Messer, uh, from their debut album, self-titled album, Messer. Uh, this is the current their current single, this, and this is the first song of theirs that I ever heard. This is Simple Man. Until next time, guys. Whoa!